Hello and welcome to Small Screen Stories. This is the daily show where I go over all the news in the world of entertainment and pop culture. I am Edward Lauder. I'm the editor of Small Screen. And let's get started off with some of the biggest news of, well, this technically, this bit of news was kind of last week, really, towards the end of last week. But unfortunately, I wasn't able to... um, to do a show on Friday so I'm just going to go over some of Friday's news today and also a lot of all of today's news. So the first bit of, uh, of news I wanted to go over was that um, it's being reported that Spider-Man and Daredevil might team up in the MCU. So this comes to us from Geekosity so Mikey Sutton over there is the is the the man behind all of the scoops at Geekosity and he has a lot of scoops and um, a lot of them are really like to be honest, his track record is really, really quite good. So um, I'm kind of inclined to believe him on this. And of course, uh, if you know the characters, Spider-Man and Daredevil, they do often cross over in the comics as well. And the animated TV shows in particular is where I remember them crossing over quite a bit in the Spider-Man animated TV show. But it's something that I'm personally really, really fascinated to see. I, I First off, I really want to know what Kevin Feige is going to do with the Daredevil character because he's a character that I find personally fascinating, absolutely fascinating. I love Matt Murdock, both as Daredevil, but also as Matt Murdock, the great lawyer who happens to be blind, who uh, is very, very successful in, in, in a court of law as well. At least he does end up becoming that. And we saw elements of that in the really quite excellent Marvel, uh, well, Netflix, Marvel, Daredevil TV show, which I think is serious, seriously, sorry, good TV. I think that's fantastic, that show. I really love Charlie Cox as Daredevil. And one of my main questions is, well, what's going to happen with Daredevil in the MCU? Are they going to bring in Charlie Cox as Daredevil into the MCU? As far as I'm hearing and I'm aware, no, they're more likely going to recast the role, which is really, it's really unfortunate because Charlie Cox is an excellent, a fast, just a complete, like, the way he plays that role, the way he is in that role is just absolutely perfect. I, I personally cannot imagine anyone better for the role, but it looks like Kevin Feige wants to move away from those Marvel TV, sh- uh, Marvel Netflix TV shows and really get to do their own thing, kind of start those characters from scratch, which is kind of odd because... If you were a big fan of those Netflix shows, then you would know that they are kind of tied to the MCU, but they did they did have them at a distance. I'm going to be honest that there was that element of of distance between the MCU and what was going on in Netflix shows. They kept on referring to the events of um, the Avengers as the incident, I believe. And it's it's just something that is it's a bit upsetting because I, I actually do think those shows are really, really well cast. Uh, I think, for instance, Charlie Cox is fantastic as Daredevil. I said that before, but I also think John Bernthal is a brilliant Punisher. I even think Luke Cage, um, Mike Coulter is brilliant as Luke Cage. I think um, Kristen Ritter was perfect as January Jones. And I also think there's some elements of, um, of I'm forgetting his name now, of uh, Finn. Is it Finn Jones? Yeah, uh, as... Uh, as Iron Fist that I also really enjoyed as well. I, d- I think he's probably the weakest out of the bunch, but that's not really his fault. One of the main issues was he was just not prepared for the role, which is, again, something that Netflix really didn't 
they didn't have him trained the right way. You know, he really should have been more trained in martial arts, which he wasn't, and that was evident from the beginning. I think by the end of it, he he was a bit better. But if you're going to do that role, you need to really be invested in the character. And I just feel that he was not really quite there. And I think, I mean, Netflix weren't really that, they didn't really put that much effort into that show, I'm going to be honest, compared to the other shows, compared to shows like The Punisher, compared to Daredevil, compared to Jessica Jones, even compared to Luke Cage, which, to be honest, Luke Cage season one started off really, really strong. It just kind of fell off a bit towards the end, which is a bit unfortunate. But what do you guys think of this? Would you like to see uh, Daredevil and Spider-Man team up in a movie together? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. But interestingly enough... Like this again is linked to um, to this news about uh, Daredevil and Spider-Man reportedly going to be in a movie together in the MCU. Well, Kevin Feige has actually been talking quite a bit actually about uh, about Daredevil, and uh, he reportedly wants to keep Daredevil's mature nature in the MCU. So this comes from we got this covered. So again, take this with a big pinch of salt because they do put a lot of stuff out there. And a lot of it doesn't end up turning out to be true. But the problem is, is that some of it does. And they do, the one, I'll talk about this a bit. The one issue I have with them is that they they do state things a lot as being fact. And when when you're being, you, I mean, I in my line of work, it happens to me as well. I get people contacting me about things and telling me things. You have to be very, very careful with these people. I've had firsthand experience of this sort of stuff. Again, it's just the game you play, unfortunately, when you go, right, I'm going to put my name on this. I'm going to stick my neck out for these guys, for the, the multiple sources that come to you and say the same thing. The thing is, We Got This Covered, do, they do have basically every day a lot of scoops, let's say, and some of them do end up being true. But then if you put so much stuff out there, some of it is inevitably going to be true. But the, this, to me, made sense, and that's why I, I covered it. I, I, it made sense that Kevin Feige wants to keep that sort of more mature nature that that they made with Daredevil that they had in the Netflix TV shows because that's that's a vital part of the character moving forward. We've now had that version of Daredevil. It would be really weird to go back to kind of like an MCU version of Daredevil, which is very kind of low, well, not low-key, but very less graphic and 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 violent and part of part of the reason why um netflix's daredevil worked so well i'm not going to say because it was violent because but but, the, but it is because they pushed the boundaries uh, slightly and because they're allowed to because it's a streaming service and netflix doesn't really care about that sort of thing they're just like if we want to make it mature we will and that's up to our, our our viewers to decide whether they can or can't watch it or how old people are that watch it now, there are rumors that they're going to be making uh, a kind of Disney 18 plus part on Disney plus. I've spoken about this on this show before, which is very, very interesting and is also an interesting way to potentially have the likes of Deadpool, Logan, Deadpool 2, and then eventually Deadpool 3, and then even maybe the Blade movie, and then possibly a more mature Daredevil show, which I think would be great. I, 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 would, I personally would really, really love to see this them do this. I hope they do. Fingers crossed they do. Let's wait and see what happens. But let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below. And final, final bit of Spider-Man news for the day. It's being reported that Spider-Man 3 will feature a much bigger role for, uh, I believe his name, well, I'm going to, I'm terrible with names. I've said this multiple times. So if I butcher his name, I'm really sorry, but I believe it's Jacob Batalon. 
and his character Ned Leeds. So if you're at all familiar with Ned Leeds from the comics, he is, in the comics, he is the Hobgoblin. And one thing they've done is they've kind of done a bit of a switch with that character and made him, well, they made him one of Peter Parker's best friends. He wasn't in, in the comics. He wasn't his friend. He was, if anything, his enemy. Well, he was his enemy, Ned Leeds, and um, he's the Hobgoblin. And But this comes from the direct, and the directs have reported that, they're, that Marvel Studios and Sony Pictures are, are looking to cast a Filipina actress within the age of 50 and 80 years old. So according to their sources, um, this would be for a small supporting role in the MCU, uh, and in Spider-Man 3 in particular. So basically the idea is that this would be a relative of, Jake, of uh, Ned Leeds, which means that we're going to get more character development as far as Ned Leeds is concerned, which is quite good. I think that's a character that deserves a bit more time. At the moment, he's a kind of he's a bit of a, co- a comic character, which is fine as well. That that is needed, but there isn't much character development there. We, he had a girlfriend in the in the the second movie, and then ended up. That was kind of strange. I'm going to be honest that 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 whole character arc was a bit weird. But I'm hoping so. This Batalon himself has been talking about where his character could go and this was from comicbook.com he said this was a while back that's that just further validates my theory of ned becoming hobgoblin but hey but it's it would be so great if they're not uh sorry it but it it would it would be so great if they're not going to want me to die i hope they're still going to want me to stay and be a part of the sinister six that's just my theory so he's there saying, yeah, he wants to play the, he wants to do the Hobgoblin. And of course, he lost a lot of weight recently. I'm not saying that's because of the character. That, that might be just a, pers- a personal decision on his behalf, which is brilliant, you know, f- fantastic. But I'm not saying that's in. The, I'm not saying the two are connected. But it might be, you know, just that's speculation. Again, it, it might be connected, but who knows? But it would be really. I, per, I personally, I. I would like it if it happened, but also it would be a bit of quite a, a, a kind of dramatic character change if that were to happen. But then again, it's difficult being Spider-Man's best friend. He, of course, knows or he knows who Spider-Man is, which makes it even even weirder. Then you'd have one of the one of the Sinister Six actually knowing Spider-Man's true identity. So it would be a difficult, I think. It's not impossible. Uh, if I'm going to give it like a percentage, I'll probably give it like thirty percent. I think it'd be it'd be it be it definitely would be interesting. It'd be interesting to explore that side of the two characters that have them end up being against one another. It'd be it, it, it's happened before in the Spider-Man movies. It genuinely happens with, um, uh, of course, it happened with James Franco's character in the in the original Spider-Man films. Happen. Uh, happened with Dane DeHaan's character. Um, they, they both play the same character, and I'm blanking Osborne. Uh, what was his first name? I'm forgetting his name now. It's, I have I have this a lot. I have blanks. It's not Norman Osborne. It's Norman Osborne's son, and I'm forgetting his name, which is very very annoying. If you can remember his name, please let me know because I'm I can't, I can't remember it. But um, yeah, so it's obviously something that's happened in Spider-Man films before. That sort of thing happening. If it would happen here. I think it'd be interesting, but as again I said, I give it a forty percent a forty percent chance of it actually happening because I just think it's too much of a character change. I also think it's probably too. I mean, of course, the end of Spider-Man Two, like the Spider-Man uh, Far From Home, 
it was revealed who Spider-Man really is. So maybe that's not really an issue moving forward. Everyone knows Peter Parker, Spider-Man. I doubt that's going to be the case. I'm pretty sure something will happen. I think Doctor Strange might be involved somehow. I'm pretty interested to know. I'm actually, I'm really excited to know what happens in this movie because there's been so much talk about what's going to happen, going to happen in Spider-Man 3. I'm just desperate to know what actually happens. But let me know what you guys think about all of this in the comments below. Right, moving on to the next story. And what is that? The next story is that Johnny Depp fans want to boycott Fantastic Beast 3 after Mads Mikkelsen was announced as Johnny Depp's replacement. So it's officially been announced that Mads Mikkelsen is going to be playing uh, Grindelwald in Fantastic Beast 3. I've said a lot about this. I think it's actually really good casting, personally. I think he probably should have been cast as a Grindelwald in the first place. But I did, I, I did also actually really like Johnny Depp's performance in um, Fantastic Beast Crimes of Grindelwald. But this whole thing is is a story basically about people reacting on on social media to this i'm not going to spend that much time on this it's just on the site you can go and read it if you want you can have a look a lot of the tweets are quite um strongly worded let's say that, that they just really don't want to see this movie it sounds like a lot of people out there are not going to see this because of what warner brothers did they basically asked johnny depp to step down from the role of grindelwald johnny depp still walks away with 10 million but it's a story i've been talking about a lot and i just want to get on with it to be honest and um i understand why people don't want to see this movie i understand that there's a lot of there's a lot of support out there for johnny depp and to be honest I've, I completely get where you guys are coming from and um, I'm not someone that likes to see people get fired from their jobs for uh, things that's kind of, uh, it's, it's a difficult situation, let's say that. And I, But the thing is, I actually do quite like Mads Mikkelsen as Fantastic Beast 3 and from a personal standpoint, I am not going to boycott the film because... There are other people involved in the film. It's I know it's a Warner Brothers production, but there are so many other actors, crew members, you know, cast, everyone, 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 marketing people. There are so many people involved. So I don't really want to see the film suffer because of what happened to Johnny Depp. But again, I do understand where you guys are coming from. But I'm going to move on from that story now and uh, move on to <laughs> another story about Johnny Depp. So it's the big Johnny Depp um, section of the show. So basically, Johnny Depp fans have been, well, supporters, I, I use the word fans, it's not quite right. It's um, you know, people that have been keeping a very close eye on what's going on, people that have been tweeting justice for Johnny Depp on social media. So they've been voicing their support and praise for Dior after they stood by their actor. So, well, they actually stood by the actor. And of course, Dior um, hired Johnny Depp quite a while ago now. It might have been in 2018, maybe even before. They hired him as the face of their Eau de Parfum Sauvage, which is uh, a, was a cologne. And um, it's, pretty, it's, it's been doing very well <laughs> recently, the cologne. It's, it's been making a lot of money. Um, and they recently said that they're not going to get rid of Johnny Depp. They're going to keep him as the face of Sauvage. They're going to keep him in their commercials. And of course, well, I've personally been seeing a lot online and on TV of of the the commercial of of Johnny Depp playing the guitar. And I can't. I'm not quite sure where the actual uh, where the ad takes place. But it's you know it's a pretty good ad to be honest. And Johnny Depp looks very good in it. And uh, it's 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 nice to see that they're not getting rid of him. And uh, a lot of people have been, again, you can have a look at the tweets on in the article on, on small-screen.co.uk. 
but it's there's a lot of people there that are really, really happy about this and really happy that he's not losing all his jobs after this. Of course, he lost Fantastic Beast three, but um, I th- I think I think Jaws they they obviously see that there's money to be made here. They're doing well. Part of it is probably the Johnny Depp factor, the fact that he's involved in it, and people people do gravitate towards him and they they the, the ad is i think it's kind of become iconic over the years that that ad and, and him in it and he he really does he he seems to be a good fit for that brand so they, they're fine going on with it and people are very happy about that but let's move on move on to the next story which is actually uh it's actually going to be uh exclusive <clears throat> um so I want to preface this by I'm going I'm going to talk about everything that went on with this whole article, and um, and how basically my whole thought process on putting it live basically. So it's another it's a it's Johnny Depp related, and I was told a while ago now that Johnny Depp was in the running to play Gomez Adams in the Tim Burton's The Adam Family TV show. Sorry, the Adams Family TV show. So he's Tim Burton is making this TV show for Netflix. I'm actually shocked that he hasn't made an Adams Family thing before because it seems as though every film he's been making has been a pastiche on the Adams Family or has been heavily influenced by that, let's say. But basically, <clears throat> I was told a while back that a while back that he is um, that the Netflix shows full steam ahead and that Tim Burton wants Johnny Depp to play Gomez Adams and he thinks he would be a he would do the role justice. So, of course, Gomez Adams was played by... Uh, I'm forgetting his name now. Raul... Raul Julia in the original film in the 1991 movie, I think, that came out. And he, of course, is is, is Latino. Johnny Depp is not. Uh, but... So that might that might be a sticking point, and I was I I'd never I'll be honest I'd never I'd never worked with this source before. This is the first time he ever, sorry, they ever contacted me, and uh, and asked I was asking them questions and I didn't hear anything back. So I sat I sat on it for a while, and then I was asking around, and then I basically ended up uh, hearing from other two other sources the same similar information, and they also answered my questions, which is nice because the first source didn't. Uh, but one of them agreed to be quoted directly in the article. So I'll just bring the article up here. So you can see here, uh, Depp is in talks of star as Gomez Adams in The Adams Family. It was Tim Burton's idea. It seems as though Netflix are the ones who have to be convinced. So, and then the, the second source corroborated this, but they didn't want to be direct quoted. Uh, they just, they added that Depp was very keen on the role. So this is, this is something that... It, Again, I, I I want to I want to make it very clear. I get sent a lot of things um, from a variety of people. Often, um, if they don't if they don't message me back, if I can't validate who they are and who they say they are, then I don't tend to go with it. Or I don't go with it um, until other people that I do know and I do trust kind of add add information and also say it's happening and not 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 happening. There, these are people that have ties, uh, relatively close ties with, with Netflix, so they seem to know what's going on. I, I'm i cautiously optimistic about this one. I think, I personally, I think he'd be actually very good for the role. I think he would work really well in that role. Let's wait and see what happens. As, as it stands, he's in talks, and uh, or in the running even, to, to play Gomez Adams. It's going to be interesting who, who they go with, and 
I think John, I think Johnny Depp would be really good for the role. I think Tim Burton isn't isn't going to be afraid of casting him. I think it, it sounds as though he is very much uh, keen on the idea of Johnny Depp being in the show. Maybe it might come down to a money issue. I don't think, to be honest, I don't really see Netflix as worrying that much about the 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 whole court case that's going on and the whole thing with Amber Heard. I don't think they're they're not like Warner Brothers in that sense. They'll just be like, yeah, whatever, like you know. Let, let's go for it if they think he's right for the role then they'll probably go for it and as it stands it's tim burton's idea he's very keen on it it's netflix that has to be convinced that's that's as far as i know and then beyond that is pure speculation another bit of speculation um, that kind of goes around this whole the adams family tv show is that they're also looking apparently at ever mendez so that is speculation that's not been said to me or by anyone that I've been talking to recently, but Eva Mendes for the role of uh, Gomez's Adam's wife, who I'm blanking on her name again. It's quite late over here. <laughs> so what is her name? Mortica. Morticia, even. Morticia. Um, Morticia Adams. Uh, originally played, I believe, by Angelica Houston, I think, in the original, in the original movies. So... They are two actors that actually have very close ties to um, to Tim Burton. They also do kind of fit the look of the of the roles as well. I believe Eva Mender, uh, Eva Green has worked with uh, Tim Burton twice on Dark Shadows and then the other movie that I'm forgetting the name of about the kids uh, that wasn't that wasn't very good. Dark Shadows wasn't brilliant either. But I, I'm actually I'm very I'm very curious to see this film. Uh, sorry, this series. Because it's a new venture for for Tim Burton, he hasn't done TV shows and it, it, before. It will be the first time he's done anything like that, and I like the fact that he's he seemingly has a vision for this, and he's we, he's wanted to do this apparently for quite some time. So I'm excited to see this. But let me know what sorry, it's my phone. Let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below. See, I've got this. I've got a Huawei device. Going to be honest with you here, and it just does not stop talking it's just like it's got an, a version of uh siri or google and google assistant that really just doesn't work very well <laughs> then there's a little review of a huawei phone for you but then again let, let me know what you guys think about the adams family and johnny depp potentially being cast as gomez adams in netflix's the adams family tv show right finally moving away from all that johnny depp stuff that was a big chunk of johnny depp news and on to some, well, some very sad news is that uh, David Prowse, the man who was the embodiment of uh, of Darth Vader in the Star Wars, uh, in the original Star Wars movies, he of course was the man in the suit. There's a whole <clears throat> there's a whole story as to as to he was originally told that he was also going to do the voice, and then of course he's I think he's I believe he's from the West Country. He was from the West Country in the UK, and that his voice just didn't quite match the character, which is why they ended up getting uh, James Earl Jones to do the voice. And I don't th he wasn't very happy about that uh, reportedly, but um, you can you can read about that. But this this is you know he passed away at the age of 85, which was really really sad. He was part of uh, what is the best villain of all time. Darth Vader is the most fascinating, the most iconic villain of all time. That's in every single medium you can think of. So it is. It's very very sad that he's he's no longer with us. And there've been there've been a lot of a lot of tributes paid to him by specifically by people in 
in the in the Star Wars family. Excuse me. So one one of those uh, a very heartfelt statement from George Lucas was put, was put onto StarWars.com. So he said uh, David brought a physicality to Darth Vader that was essentially for the that was essential for the character. He made Vader le- leap off the page and onto the big screen with an imposing stature and movement performance to match the intensity the under, uh, and undercurrent of Vader's presence. David was up for anything contributed to the success of what would become a memorable, tragic figure. May he rest in peace. And it's it's nice to to, to hear him say that. It is very Star Wars and Darth Vader-centric. I, I will say that. He doesn't really go into David Prowse's really as an away from the you know from from what what they did together on star wars but someone that did was mark hamill mark hamill's always he's very good at this and he uh he also posted a very heartfelt tribute he posted this on twitter he said so sad to hear david paris's past he was a kind man and much more i think that's a much better tribute uh i think he goes into him personally he says he's much more than just darth vader but that's what people will remember him for, a three-time British weightlifting champion. No wonder he's he was massive, you know. And, uh, of course, he, he, he will be forever remembered as being Darth Vader. He wasn't the voice of Darth Vader, but the two of them just matched completely perfectly. You couldn't have had James L. Jones in the suit. No way would that have worked, you know. So without him, there would have been no Darth Vader, and it sounds as though he was... A very very lovely man, and my deepest sympathies and condolences go out to his family. That in this, what is already a really horrible time, to you know, with everything that's going on with lockdown and COVID, this is just being made much. This is obviously makes makes things much much worse for his his friends and family. But um, they know that he has contributed more than you know. Star Wars fans across the world will be will be mourning his loss. And uh, and we'll also be thanking him for everything he did in those movies. But why don't you know? You can also uh, post your tributes to to David Prowse in the comments. And which which are your favourite Darth Vader scenes would be a really interesting thing to know. And just share share and you know R I P David Prowse hashtag all over all over Twitter. I've seen it's been it's been going on quite a lot, which is nice to see. But moving on, and moving on to in what what will be a very rapid and rather odd change of tone, uh, on to Jim Carrey. <laughs> so Jim Carrey is rumoured to be in talks for a new live-action Grinch movie. So this, guess where this comes from? This comes from We Got This. Actually, no, it doesn't. It comes from Daniel Rickman. And he's, uh, he kind of puzzles me. Uh, I'm going to be. I'm, I'm being completely and brutally honest with you guys about all of this. I probably shouldn't be, but I am. But um, so he's a scooper and uh, a scoopster. I don't know what you call them. He's an insider source, is what what he often calls himself as. I believe that's. And he's got a Patreon page, so he hides all of his scoops behind a Patreon page. So he makes people pay to read his scoops, which is either genius or complete madness. I don't know. He seems to do very well out of it I, I don't know I don't know how he does but he's very very prolific and um, he gets a lot of things right that's the thing he gets a lot of things right but again he he posts a lot you know and it, I'm always a bit suspicious of people that post a lot and lot and lot of stuff I'm like how do you know all of this when I'm when I'm working on 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 these exclusives 
that it takes me weeks to get to get them out and again small screen isn't in it we're not scoopers you know it's not what we do um i've i've talked about this in the past quite a lot there are so many articles on there written by some brilliant brilliant freelance writers a lot of them went up today actually you know we got brilliant reviews from people features on things really fascinating opinion pieces and all that sort of stuff so small screen is more than just about about exclusives we i have i am lucky to be in the position where i have got contacts that do tell me things and but again i i do always preface this by saying that things do change and it this kind of you you get told things by people that you and they're not you know the information isn't always spot on so this is probably what happens with with daniel but he's saying that Jim Carrey is in talks, is rumored to be in talks for a new live action Grinch movie. I'll get the direct quote because I got this from We Got This Covered because I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not a member of Daniel Rickman's Patreon page. But he said, new Grinch live action movie is in the works at Universal and they want Jim Carrey back. So it's very, very short and sweet and to the point, which, you know, fair dues. That's, that's not a bad thing to do. But... I'm going to be honest about this. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing a, a sequel to How the Grinch Stole Christmas, which is a fantastic movie, by the way. Uh, it's uh, directed by Ron Howard, stars, of course, uh, Jim Carrey. And Jim Carrey is the best embodiment and the only person in my book that can play the, the Grinch in live action. Jim Carrey is literally a cartoon brought to life. And uh, we, we did have a, an animated movie recently with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch playing the Grinch. I could also imagine Benedict Cumberbatch doing a pretty good job. He's got that kind of that face that that would probably work quite well in all that makeup as the Grinch. But um, as far as the Grinch is concerned, I really do think there's only one person that can play him in live action. That's Jim Carrey. Whether or not he'd want to come back is another question. It's um, you know, <coughs> he has come back to roles he's done in the past. Of course, he's you know he came back to do Ace Ventura two. He came back to do Dumb and Dumber two. They didn't they didn't work out very well. You know, so he might be a bit done with that, and uh, but the thing is, is if you bring Ron Howard back, I think I think then you've probably got something. Uh, the How the Grinch Stole Christmas is one of my go-to Christmas movies, along with the likes of Home Alone, Home Alone Two, The Nightmare Before Christmas, and Die Hard. That is another conversation. Die Hard is a Christmas movie, but um, I, I am a bit skeptical about this, and I did say that in, in the article, but. That having been said, I would love to see, um, not Benedict Cumberbatch, I would love to see Jim Carrey play the Grinch again. But you've always got that original movie, which is fantastic. And I do wonder what the second movie would be about. Would it be called How the Grinch Stole Christmas Again? You know, it's like, where do you go from there? Maybe there is maybe there is a sequel that Dr. Seuss wrote. I, don't, I, I really don't know. But um, I'm, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit dubious about that, I'm going to be honest. Right, uh, moving on to the next bit of news, and that's that this, again, this does come from We Got This Covered. There are a lot of scoops from them. <laughs> They're claiming that Jared Leto is rumoured to play the lead's role in the new Tron trilogy. So, full disclosure, there is a Tron movie happening, or it is in the works at Disney. Apparently, Disney wants Garth Davis to, to, to direct the movie, so that is happening. There have been rumours for a long, long time that Jared Leto is in talks to play the lead. And now, from We Got This Covered, they're claiming that he actually, they want him for a trilogy. It's a bit strange, I'm going to be honest to you. Like, Disney, of course, wants another franchise. They obviously feel that Tron is, is a property that they can get behind and really push. 
So maybe that would work. Having Jared Leto though as your lead, I don't really know. I'm gonna I'm gonna be completely honest. I, I I'm not a hundred percent convinced on that one. But <clears throat> I actually think I do believe that Jared Leto is a is a really really good actor, even though he's been in some pretty mediocre movies over the past couple of years. You know, he, I I still think his version of uh, of the Joker is actually. I wouldn't say underrated because I do think if you watch the if you watch Suicide Squad, then the Joker in that is not good. But I do think there's a better version of his Joker in a, a certain edit of that movie that I think a lot of it kind of was put in the bin, unfortunately. <laughs> but you know what? It could be a good thing for him. But he, of course, he has Morbius, so he does have a, a franchise potential franchise that you know in his back pocket. But he's been in a lot of movies that haven't done particularly well. So he was in Blade Runner 2049, and I actually think he was a bit miscast in that. I'm going to be honest. It, it is no secret that Denis Villeneuve wanted um, he wanted David Bowie for that role. And, uh, and every time I watch that film, I think he's fine. I think Jared Leto's fine in that role, but I just can't help but think how much better David Bowie would have been. I think that I, I do get the impression that Jared Leto is doing an impression of David Bowie at times in that scene that he's in. Yeah, this is just speculation again of, uh, as far as his process is concerned. But I, I like Jared Leto as an actor and I, I would like to see another Tron movie. I think there's a lot of room there for <coughs> for a Tron movie. Whether or not they want to make a trilogy is another thing. You know, that's, that's, that's quite a big chunk of money to put into this. And then there's always the potential of it not doing very well. A lot of a lot of the Tron movies, well, the second Tron movie, Tron Legacy, didn't perform very well at the box office, which is why they didn't make a sequel. So let's wait and see what happens on that front. Right, moving away from all the movie stuff and onto TV stuff. So this, I believe this little bit of news I'm going to talk about in a second. Uh, this came from We Got This Covered. So Marvel is rumored to want to make a WandaVision-like show for Deadpool, meaning that they want to make a Deadpool show that takes place all in Wade Wilson's head. That makes sense to, per, to, to a certain degree. It's happened before in the, in the movies. Again, it's We Got This Covered, so take this with a pinch of salt. Whether or not that happens or not, I don't think it will. I think they'll just focus on the movies. Again, I said this in the article. Uh, you can read, you can go and read the article. That's why I always put rumored in these things because they are rumors. It's just we got this covered, putting a lot of rumors out there. I am very excited to see WandaVision. I think WandaVision is going to knock really, really like bold people over. I think that's going to be a fantastic series. I, I can't, really can't wait for Deadpool 3, but it looks like we're going to have to wait a while for that. It's, of course, got new, new writers in the Molyneux sisters. They did Bob's Burgers, which is, I haven't seen it, I'm going to be completely honest with you, but apparently it's a very, very good show. Um, I'm excited to see that. I think they'll, and they'll, I think they would possibly do a Deadpool 4 over a Deadpool TV show. I'm going to be completely honest with you there. I think it would make more sense to me. Right, what, let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below. Moving on, and moving on to uh, The Mandalorian. So there are two bits of news about The Mandalorian that I want to talk about. Well, not really news, it's more... I want to talk about the last episode, which is The Mandalorian uh, Chapter 13, The Jedi, which featured Rosario Dawson as... Uh, spoilers. <laughs> as Ahsoka Tano. The episode directed by Dave Filoni is fantastic. It is so, so good. Really, really blew me away. I loved it so much. 
I think Rosario Dawson in it is brilliant, really well cast. She's perfect in that role. I love the fact that they give us backstory on De- on Baby Yoda, who, of course, well, of course, if you haven't watched it, then this is news to you, but he's actually called Grogu, and he is a boy. I was thinking that it might, might be revealed to be a girl, but no, it is a boy. And um, it also seemed to set up an Ahsoka Tano spin-off series. If not an Ahsoka Tano spin-off series, then it set up definitely for season three, a, a villain that people watchers of Star Wars Rebels will be very, very excited to see, Grand Admiral Thrawn. He was name-dropped by Ahsoka Tano in, in, the, sh- in the show when she, she... Basically, the whole the whole episode is a, plays out a, a lot like a, a mixture of a Western and a samurai movie. And it's just... It's so good. It's so, so good. And there's a fight between Ahsoka Tano and... Uh, I forgot her name, but... Um, I can't remember her name, but there, there, there's a fight in there, and it, then she's basically trying to figure out who's the who is this or where this woman's master is, and it turns out that her her master is Thrawn. So she's so Ahsoka Tano is looking for Thrawn. I think two things can happen: either they make an Ahsoka Tano spin-off series in which she's looking for Thrawn, or they bring Thrawn and Ahsoka Tano into season three or four of the Mandalorian. And that means there's a possibility of seeing Ezra Bridger. So it all seems to be they're bringing in all of these animated uh, Star Wars characters into live action. Of course, the animated Star Wars characters were created by Dave Filoni. So it's nice that he got to direct this episode and direct Ahsoka Tano's very first live action uh, Star Wars episode, which is just really, really good. I also think another bit of, this is again a theory, I think season three might feature a cameo from Luke Skywalker because Ahsoka Tano in the episode, says that she cannot train uh, Grogu, so Baby Yoda, because he's got too much fear in him, which, of course, is a callback to Anakin Skywalker. She said that they might be able to get help if they go to uh, Jedi Temple. I cannot remember the name of the temple. What's the name of the temple? Let me look. Do-do-do-do-do. Oh, I can't remember the name of the temple, but it's that there's a temple that she tells him to go to. Um, I I do I wonder whether it, on that temple or in that temple, sorry, sorry, the Jedi Temple, Tython, and she tells them, she tells them to go to the top of the temple. I think. Wait, let me. She to go to the summit of the Jedi Temple on Tython. So I'm wondering whether it, that in that moment they'll end up meeting Luke Skywalker. Either Luke Skywalker or Ezra Bridger. I think there are two strong possibilities. I think more Luke because I think he'd be... Well, he's, he's not particularly... Um, what's, I mean, this, is, this takes place after the Return of the Jedi, so Luke is a, is, a, is a Jedi. But I actually think Ezra Bridger would be maybe a better shout because he would be slightly more... Uh, at that point, I think he would be ends up being slightly more advanced than Luke, even though Luke is a, a Jedi. He's still, quite, he's still quite young, really, in the grand scheme of things. And, and then, But again, people be saying, well, you know, uh, um, Mark Hamill will never return as, as Luke. He's too old now. But of course, Disney and Lucasfilm are no... Uh, <laughs> they're not very scared of de-aging people. So there's always, that, there's always that potential there. But it's either going to... I'm pretty sure it's either going to be Luke or Ezra Bridger. It's going to be a Jedi, and I think it's going to be one of them because there aren't that many Jedi around. The fact that Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tano isn't actually really a Jedi, really. She, I mean, she is, but 
but she kind of she left the order so technically she's not but what do you guys think of those theories i know that they are theories uh, let me know about that in the comments below a final bit of news to end the show on and this is this is uh, no there are two bits of news sorry about that so the a penultimate bit of news is that david lynch is set to write and direct a brand new series with netflix so this comes from what's on netflix this is where i got the news from and they're claiming that um that he's said to be writing the series with frequent collaborator sabrina s sutherland who's on board to produce uh but apart from that there's not much known about it but Lynch was actually asked about this and he said there are all kinds of rumors I've got a show called um, what did Jack do on Netflix right now it's a great show about a monkey it's something you've got to see and it would really <laughs> it will really help you in quarantine so he's he's already got a show on Netflix but it seems as though he might be making another one he's of course the man who made Twin Peaks he's a complete genius but if you go you can go and look at it and look him up on YouTube he's got a YouTube channel he's absolutely bonkers it's very funny but um, I do like David Lynch. I would love to see him do some more stuff. And Netflix actually seems like quite a good place for someone like David Lynch. We've of course got David Fincher making stuff, a lot of stuff for Netflix now. So they seem to be, they seem to be kind of really using these quite, like, well, very well-known filmmakers, but also a bit, <laughs> a bit different. Let's say they're, 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 they do things a bit differently. They're very, very, they're very particular. Let's say that. They're very, very talented, but also very particular. So now final bit of news is about Joss Whedon. So I'm going to end the show with uh, with this. <coughs> Again, this this did break a couple of days ago. It broke last week, but I didn't get around to it because there's so much stuff to cover. But he's left his HBO show, The Nevers, apparently due to exhaustion. So this comes from C Cinema Blends, where he... He released a statement via them. He said, this year of unprecedented challenges has impacted my life and perspective in ways I could never have imagined. And while developing and producing The Nevers <coughs> has been a joyful experience, I realized that the level of commitment required moving forward combined with the physical challenges of making such a huge show during a global pandemic is more than I can handle without the work beginning to suffer. I gen I'm genuinely exhausted and I'm sleeping back sorry I'm not sleeping I'm about to fall asleep I'm stepping back uh, to marshal my energy towards my own life which is also on the brink of exciting change I'm deeply proud of the work we have done I'm grateful to all my extraordinary cast and collaborators and HBO for the opportunity to shape yet another strange world the nevers is a true labor of love but after two plus years of labor love is about all I have to offer it will never fade and then HBO actually made a statement about Whedon's exit from the show, and they said, we have parted ways with Joss Whedon. We remain excited about the future of The Nevers and look forward to its premiere in the summer of 2021, which is such a, like, well, it's like a nothing statement. It sounds to me like they got rid of him, <clears throat> which is, a sh I mean, it's a shame in the sense that I think Joss Whedon is actually quite a talented filmmaker and he's very good on t in TV, but... He, of course, has issues. Uh, there are lots of allegations made against him of bullying on set and just not being very pro professional. A lot of those allegations come from Ray Fisher. And um, they're not good. They're not good for Joss Whedon. So it looks like HBO's parting ways with Joss. They just they want rid of him. Uh, at least that's what this is speculation. That's what I see from his from sorry, their response which they if they really had parted ways amicably they would have said so they would have said 
you know, Joss, you know, they would have said something about Joss Whedon wanting to spend more time on his, on you know, on his doing other things or something, something more than this. That that's really a nothing statement. That's a statement that to me says we fired him. So that's again, it's speculation. That's what I'm. I said that in the in the article. This is all speculation. It, but it does look like Joss Whedon was forced out. He made a long, long <laughs> statement via Cinema Blend. And then that's that's what HBO Max uh, HBO had to say. I do think that Joss Whedon is probably exhausted with all this that's going on. There's a lot of stuff that's been going on recently. He's been in the news a lot, um, but it, it it doesn't make sense to leave it now. It's basically I'm pretty sure it's basically finished. It's coming out next year, but I'm pretty sure they've done everything, or they're just finishing it off. Really, it's if I feel. It just sounds strange to me that they should just go, all right, or he should just be like, all right, I'm off now. You know, I would have thought he would have seen it out to the end because he's very close to the end <coughs> as far as the Never's concerned. I'm, I'm a bit ups- I'm, I'm not upset about it. I'm just a bit perplexed by it, I think, because, I mean, there have been these allegations made against him, but nothing's really stuck, really. And um, it, to me, it's, it doesn't look good for him. It, do, it really doesn't look good for him. But let me know what you guys think in the comments below. And with that, I'll say thank you so much for listening. If you would rather listen to this uh, as a podcast, it is out there. It's called Small Screen Stories. So you can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, if you aren't listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us five stars. That'd be great. If you're watching on YouTube, you can like, you can subscribe. That, that would really, really help me. and I would really appreciate it. It'd be wonderful. If you're watching on Facebook or Twitch, you can like it on Facebook, share it on Facebook, like the page. You can go on small screen now, which is at small-screen.co.uk and look at all the articles out there. There are some brilliant, brilliant articles written by some fabulous um, freelance journalists. So stuff like the His Dark Materials uh, reviews that are being written by Lydia, who's who's just brilliant. Uh, Julia wrote a really fantastic article uh, about streaming services. We've got uh, Raven writing a, shameless reca- uh, a brilliant shameless recapper on there. And she's about to embark on reviewing every episode that's coming out on that uh, on that show that's uh, that's now coming back. Um, got uh, Dan Peters that's that's uh, sorry Dan- Daniel Peter that's writing some fantastic stuff about um, cinemas, what's happening in cinemas in the UK. Uh, recently, cinemas in Wales were closed down due to coronavirus. So yeah, there are some really good articles uh, going out on the site. There are features from freelance journalists. If you want to write for Small Screen, you can. You can contact me at uh, hello at smallscreen at small-screen.co.uk with your pitches. We do pay all of our writers. If I I do answer all the pitches, even if it's a no, uh, you know, I I really, really like the idea of having freelance journalist or journalists that are passionate about pop culture writing for the site it really really does show your passion comes through i feel very blessed to have so many people writing writing for the site it really really works um it it just i i just think it the it makes the site look look so much better and also it's I hope it's an outlet for people where people can write about what they're passionate about. It really means a lot to me that so many people have been so positive about that and also just so talented, so many talented people. But uh, yeah, so if, you, if you're interested in that, you can contact me. You can also find me on Twitter, EJ Lauder. You can contact me there as well, um, but it would be best if you email me. Uh, and with that, I'll say thank you very much for watching. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a great evening. 